You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hello, hello, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome to episode number 81 of the Slow Living Podcast. And today, we are going to talk about the WOMOM, which is spelled W-O-M-O-M, WOMOM. And that is the woman behind the mom. And when I first started writing, so probably, I guess it was... 2005-ish, maybe 2006-ish, before my second was, no, so then earlier even. I don't know, 2003-ish. My very first newspaper column that I wrote for the town that we were living in at the time, it was before my second was born, and she was born in 2004, so I guess it was before then, Um, but I wrote for our town newspaper and the column was called Steph and Sensibility. And it was kind of a self-help how-to column for moms. And people would write in and ask questions. And I would answer them. And I also gave talks for the the local mommy and me groups and the mothering clubs and um, MOPs, which is Mothers of Preschoolers. I did a lot of that. And I also was trained at the time to be a La Leche League leader. So I enjoyed doing all of those things. And, and the the term WOMOM kind of got stuck in my head. And I've never trademarked it or done anything <laughs> legal in any way. Um, but I have written about it. And I wrote about it pretty extensively um, in the book proposal that I had put out when I was trying to get Totally Together, Shortcuts to an Organized Life, first published. And that took many years and many different incarnations. Um, but I wanted to read you what I wrote because it still rings true now and today. And you see memes all over social media talking about self-care and taking care of the woman behind the mom. And I have some thoughts about that, and they might not be what you think self-care is. And in a nutshell, personal hygiene, um, you taking care of yourself as a human, showering alone, um, uh, that type of personal hygiene is not self-care. That's just... um, I don't know, part of being a human. <laughs> you you do have to take care of your own personal hygiene and, th- and that doesn't count as self-care. And so I want you to really just kind of pay attention to the things you do only for you. No, no one else, no one else, just for you. What, what literally fills your bucket and makes you feel charged and energized and ready to go. And it's different. For, for every person, and that's a personal thing. Um, I like to binge watch Bravo, and that makes me <laughs> a 
recharge and it's for no one else. No one else in the entire family likes it. And if they see any of it on, they roll their eyes and walk away. But I love it. I love, love, love it. And it is for me and me only. Um. Okay. So I'm going to read what is ri- it written, which I wrote years ago, but it's in the introduction for um, Totally Together, which is the organizer that I had made for moms eons ago. Without a doubt, one of the most important things you need to do to take care of your family is to take care of yourself. Remember the woman. This is your new battle cry. The woman is the woman behind the mom. Because somebody's, excuse me, becoming somebody's mother is a life-changing experience. Although you will never again live the relatively carefree life you lived before having children, there are still ways to nurture yourself while you nurture your family. There are a lot of mommy guilt jokes I have read or heard over the years, such as when a mom is handed her baby for the first time, she is handed a bucket or five filled with guilt. Yet a tired and overworked mom isn't at her best, and it's up to you to carve out the time you need to feel whole and recharged. I'm not going to try and talk you into anything. You need to do what feels right. As a brand new mom, I had a group of friends who tried to convince me to leave my nursling for the weekend and hop on a plane for a girl's weekend. Although I appreciated their sentiment, there was no way I would have personally felt comfortable doing anything of the sort. Fast forward a few years and now I'll gladly get away. You know what's right for you and your family. Just don't neglect your own well-being. The martyr syndrome benefits no one, not you and not your kids. You've heard it before, but it warrants repeating. You can't take care of anyone if you don't take care of yourself. Remembering the woman also means remembering to do day-to-day personal maintenance, such as showering and dressing. Since I work from home, the lure is to stay in my pajamas or sweats all day. And sometimes I do, but I always feel better when I take the time to shower and do something intentional with my hair. Susan Wagner shares fashion tips for the yoga pants generation online at The Working Closet stuff here. This is in real time. I don't actually think Susan Wagner still writes online, but um, I adore her. (laughs) And and if you come across her, tell her stuff says hi. Okay, back to the writing. She reminds moms that when they leave the house, they should dress in an outfit that wouldn't embarrass themselves if they ran into their boss, their husband's boss, or their mother-in-law. Taking care of the woman can be as simple as taking a sudsy bath, browsing a bookstore, or painting your fingernails. Although retail, fa- uh, although retail therapy is always a favorite pastime, remember that focusing on yourself doesn't need to cost money. Whenever something feels a bit off to you or you find that you can't remember the last thing you did for yourself, use your battle cry. Remember the woman. Please note it's very important to solicit help from family, friends, and outside sources. You do not need to do everything every day for everybody. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. While some of the advice seems a bit dated now in, in kind of today's post-COVID world where a lot of us wear athleisure all of the time, um, the, there's still sort of that kind of funny 
meme or, or joke or, or thought pattern that when you're having a great hair day, you don't run into anybody, you know, but when you're dressed kind of schluppy and you head into Trader Joe's, all of a sudden the entire town is there and, um, and you, and you wish sometimes you had done something intentional with your hair or, or dressed in, in something that sort of is flattering rather than, um, kind of schlumpy. And, and again, that is a personal thing. So, um, do what makes you feel good. Um, and if you are doing errands and, and, and wearing clothes that might be, I don't know, covered in bleach stains or a little baggy or a little uncomfortable or something that you wouldn't want to run into um, an old high school friend and, and, and feel embarrassed, then, then just try to change out of that and, and not change yourself, just kind of change your perspective in that you are worth taking care of and, and you are a prize and you are to be cherished and, and taken care of the same way you would take care of something that you really value and nurture. And yes, um, when you're taking care of other people, sometimes the inclination is that you'll get through your to-do list and you'll do all of these things and then you'll go back and, and have time, quote unquote, time to take care of yourself. And so that's where the narrative needs to shift and that's where your mindset needs to shift. And you really do have to start paying attention to your needs and your wants first. If you have a newborn in the house and you're still in the first six to 12 weeks, this doesn't apply to you. You are perfectly okay to become one with the couch and heal your body and heal your brain and, and feed the baby and do all of the things. So that this isn't for you. But if you find that you're in the, the toddler stage and you're still not feeling like yourself and, and you're not kind of back to, um, to what you used to feel like, maybe a little bit more tired, but what you used to feel like, um, that's kind of a red flag. And that's something I want you to reach out to your doctor, reach out to a trusted friend, um, and, and ask and talk and, and maybe, uh, maybe something's a little off and maybe you do need, um, some talk therapy or some medication or something to try and, and, and bring you back to your, your former self. And that's nothing to be ashamed of in any way. Um, it's it's just sometimes your your brain just doesn't bounce back the same way and it's a okay. So when you get into kind of this mode, um, care kind of caregivery mode of sort of fluttering around and making everyone else feel good and taking care of their needs, um, and and you're just trying really hard to please everyone except for yourself, the biggest loser in that arrangement usually ends up being you. So, so just think about it. There's something to be said about a, a people pleaser and, and going into concierge mode, and I absolutely do that. But I don't neglect myself, and I actually always sort of pay myself first. And if you're not doing that 
on a regular basis. I want you to really prioritize finding a way to pay yourself first. And and again, this isn't self-care. This isn't um, showering and, and doing your hair. That's that's just normal maintenance, um, personal hygiene. But but something that's just for you, some sort of hobby. When I um, talk to women and, and they sort of lament the fact at times that they have forgotten who they are, we really go back to the basics of, of what did you enjoy doing um, before you became a parent? What, what b- before you were in school even, what was your secret passion? So for many of us, it was reading nonstop or, um, or, or solving mysteries and, and, and doing puzzles and that type of thing. So I like the idea that um, you do something for your brain and something for your body. So, um, self-care in the form of exercising and it's just for you. So going for a run, going to the gym, taking a yoga class. If you don't want to spend money, you can absolutely do all of those things for no cost, um, at home, but, but do it for you and, and just carve out that time and do what feels good. Um, taking a tennis class, uh, trying a sport that you haven't done, looking in the rec center catalog for some sort of class that piques your interest and joining in. So, and then for your brain, um, volunteering, doing something that is challenging and exciting. I, I sometimes think, oh, okay, well, when I had little kids in the house, Steph, you didn't do those things. And then I realized I did because I was writing and I was building an online business and I was doing things and it was really only just for myself. And I spent an awful lot of brain power and brain time building the business and building the websites and creating the contacts and writing the book proposals and reading, reaching out to agents and doing freelance writing. So at the time, I didn't think of it as a hobby or something or, or a passion. I just was doing it and looking back on it, it lit me up. It, it was something that I would do even if I wasn't getting paid. And it was something that I lost track of time of. So when you're thinking of what your passion is and what might sort of fit your need of a hobby for your brain, it's something that you would do even if you didn't have to do it. And, and time sort of disappears and wanes away. Um, gardening is an excellent habit and uh, habit <laughs> hobby um, that can that can fulfill both your brain and your body. So when you're out there and you're you're kind of moving the soil around and and rolling the wheelbarrow around, it's absolutely um, good for your muscles and your body and getting the vitamin D on your skin. But then also the the planning ahead and deciding, oh, I'm going to do this and and I'm going to plant these seeds at this time and I'm going to nurture this. And that is definitely getting the other side of your brain and, and feeding the sort of brain-body-mind-body connection. So gardening is, is excellent in that way. I really do like yoga an awful lot and um, can get into this sort of moving meditative space when it 
comes to yoga. And so I actually don't look at yoga as a workout as much as I look at it as meditation and kind of calming my brain down and just doing what feels good with gentle stretches. I would like to revisit the daily journaling worksheet. Um, If you aren't using it, I would love for you to do that because I think it would be very, very helpful and a good activity where you can go back then and remember the woman and remember um, that you come first. You, You really, really do come first and you're no good to anybody if you are worn out and burnt out and overwhelmed and feeling frazzled on a day-to-day basis. So I I want you to go back, um, re-listen to some of those first episodes of getting your sleep in check, um, getting your health in check, um, paying attention to your nutrition. And if you still then are feeling worn out and run down and overwhelmed and you're not sleeping, reach out to your doctor and see if there's some sort of underlying um, uh, implication that your doctor can sort of pinpoint and help you navigate. Um, make sure your your thyroid levels are on check. Make sure you don't have a sleep apnea problem. Make sure um, your hormones are balanced in a way that are, are helping you. So the daily journaling exercise, if you don't have the worksheets, it's at stephanieoday.com forward slash daily, D-A-I-L-Y. If you're already on the email list and it's not for some reason letting you re-download it and you can't find it in your email inbox, just email me. I'll send you a PDF. It's not a problem. I'm happy to help. Um, The reason I like this daily kind of practice is the very first question is, how do you want to feel today? And that's really what it's all about. It's it's how you feel and what you want to feel like. So all of us, when we wake up in the morning, we've got some aches and we have some pains and we might have that first thought of, oh, I didn't get enough sleep and I can't wait to go back to bed. But But those thoughts aren't necessarily helping you to feel good. And and so when you take the time to kind of focus on yourself and nurture yourself and ask yourself, how do I want to feel today? So maybe you want to feel surprised today. Maybe you want to feel delighted. Maybe you want to feel productive. Maybe you just want to feel neutral. Maybe you want to feel better than yesterday. So there's no right or wrong answer. And if you are in a particularly tough season of your life, if you're going through a lot of things in in your personal life, in your family life, in your work life, and you're just not feeling great, that's okay. Feeling neutral is okay because that's better than feeling bad. Feeling hopeful is, is such a great feeling to, to just have a glimmer of hope that good things are on the horizon, that there is a, a, a silver lining in a sea of kind of dreary darkness. So after that, then the second question is, how will you create this feeling today? And, and that's when you just kind of 
go quiet and let your brain fill in the gap. So um, I, I like to think that I have this kind of inner guidance system and, and some people call it the voice of God or voice of the universe, or, um, if you're scientific, it's, it's your subconscious, but, but whatever comes up when you just kind of go quiet when you're in this meditative state, um, and then following those inclinations, how can I do this? What can I do today from a time management perspective to get to that sort of hopeful place? What can I do with my health in order to feel a little better today, have a little bit of a glimmer of of more and better things on the horizon? So use these tools and really take the time to hug yourself and love yourself and wrap yourself in a warm, cozy blanket and, and just know that you are loved unconditionally and you are worthy and you are amazing and there is absolutely a fantastic and wonderful being in there and yes there is a woman behind the mom so remember the woman as always reach out to me if you have any questions if you want to dive into some of this a little more um and you haven't already joined the the free masterclass that's at stephanieoday.com forward masterclass. Um, Watch the videos and play along with the exercises. And if you are ready to have some coaching or join the Peace Course, we would love to have you. But for right now, just remember that you are loved and cherished and amazing. And to remember that woman, I will see you again next week. Take care. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.